It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 2nd, 2021. My name is Philip Ross, and I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, what's that you say? It's a winning streak. I can't be right. The Orlando Magic take down the New Orleans Pelicans in overtime in a really exciting and fun little game that the Magic played. Um, teams playing with a lot of confidence, a lot of bravado right now. You love to see it. I'll talk a little bit about the edge that they're playing with defensively and how the Magic are starting to carve the kind of identity you want to see a team like this carve. We'll, we'll get to that coming up here uh, in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. By searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Lando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the New Orleans Pelicans? Check out our pals at Locked On Pelicans. No matter who your team is, whether it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On Podcast for you. Just search Gravity Download Podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. The Orlando Magic are gutsy right now. Um, there, there's a lot of fight in this team. Um, and, and, you know, no matter how this season ultimately turns out or, or what the rest of this season becomes... I, you you don't want to see this team lose this fight. Um, you don't want to see this team lose this spirit, uh, this attitude that they have. Um, I, I Coach Clifford has mentioned it to the press, and so I imagine he has mentioned it to his team. Nobody expected this Magic team to do anything. Um, after all the trades that the Magic made, the expectation, it seemed, was this team would drift silently into that good night, sir. Um, that they would be kind of done, finished, um, you know, accept their fate as a tanking team. And yeah, okay, the Magic are still tied for 13th in the East. They're half game back of the Wizards for 12th. They're three games back of the Bulls for 10th. It's not impossible. But yes, the talent level's kind of low. I, I've i been telling people all day that wait till the league gets tape on these guys. The Magic obviously have the Jazz on Saturday, the Nuggets on Sunday, Um Let's, everyone take a breath, enjoy the kind of basketball that we're seeing. Um, because this is the way that the Magic played in 2019 when their hair was on fire and, and, and they had more talent back then so they were able to put together something really special. Um, but the Magic are showing the exact kind of fight that you want a young team to show. They're really buying in. They're understanding that the task ahead of them and they're not... They're taking punches uh, and bouncing back. 
Um, you know, you go back and look at some of the rebuilding teams that the Magic had under the Jacques Vaughn, Rob Hennigan era. Those teams took a punch and they quit. Teams put a big run on them. They got him down big early. That was the game. That was over. That was it. Um, the one thing that Steve Clifford's teams have done that's distinctive from the Frank Vogel, the you know, again, that's not necessarily on Frank, but um, distinctive from those previous teams is they don't quit. Um, even this year, um, you know, I would say, yeah, there were probably a few games where the Magic kind of, you know, folded a little bit, um, but never to the extent that they did during the, the rebuild era. This team, though, just, just has the spark that they want to do something special. And again, a lot of it is just they want to prove a lot of people wrong. And that kind of that spark, that spark to prove people wrong, these guys are really ultimate competitors. Um, you don't want guys that 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 will take that line down. And so all of this, regardless of anything else that happens or, or will happen or needs to happen, all of this is good. Because the game against the New Orleans Pelicans was a fight. The Magic go up by 11 in the second quarter. They end up trailing by, I think it was, what, seven in the third or fourth quarter? They The, the lead between the Pelicans and the Magic just kept yo-yoing between about seven points for much of the second half. Pelicans would go on a run, Magic would answer. Magic would go on a run, Pelicans would answer. That's what you want to see, right? And at the end, yes, the Magic made some mistakes, made some errors. Cost them the game in regulation. Nikhil Alexander-Walker hitting a three to force overtime now with about 30 seconds to play. Um, the Magic couldn't execute, obviously, to get a shot, but they got the stops that they needed. And in overtime, the Magic were down by, I think, four or five points. Not easy to come back from that in overtime. A lot of pressure. And the team rose to the occasion. Whether it was Chuma Okiki getting a huge steal in a game where, for the first time in a while, he didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Getting a steal and a run-out dunk. Or Terrence Ross finding Wendell Carter Jr. on another pick-and-roll, which they gained a lot of chemistry at in this game. Everything just kept building and building and building and building, and you could just feel the confidence growing. Even when they're down, they still felt they could win. And that, that to me, is one of the more powerful things that a team can feel and that a team can do uh, in these games. It's really, really powerful. Really, really big deal. So the Magic eventually won the game. Terrence Ross hit a running jumper about, oof, it was about 30 seconds to play, I think. Gave the Magic a two-point lead. Orlando was able to get, a, Orlando fouled Nikhil Alexander-Walker actually on the next possession, but he splits his free throws, one of the few misses that he had all night. And the Magic were able to hold on at the free throw line. Again, as RJ Hampton tweeted after the game, everybody ate. Everybody, it seemed, contributed something to the win in some way. And while certainly I think Steve Clifford has to continue kind of integrating his roster a little bit better, um, Ken Birch having to leave the game with an illness maybe helped with that a little bit, getting Wendell Carter Jr. into the starting group a little bit sooner. The Magic are still doing really, really good things. It obviously starts with their defense where they ha- where they force 16 steals and 22 turnovers. But the Magic are doing really good things. And they're playing, again, with a spark, with a bravado, with this desire to win 
that's really hard to replicate. You, you want to bottle this feeling up. And you can see just how excited everyone is. Everyone is bought in. Everyone's invested in this project. I can, you know, I, I know I, I was watching the game uh, on replay, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the midnight replay on, on Valley Sports uh, Florida. And you could just see, yeah, they cut to Cole Anthony several times. You could see Cole Anthony on the bench just up celebrating. That dude is itching to play. But he is all in for his guys. Just, I mean, look at what he tweets after the game. He's just tweeting his 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 guys. Um, you know that I, I can't wait to see Cole Anthony back on the court, and hopefully it's going to happen uh, this week. Um, but that dude is that dude is is all about his team, and, and and you and again you love to see that, especially with so many new guys. Um, you just you love to see guys invested in their team, even when they're not playing. I'm not here to say that this group is special yet. Um, we made a lot of comparisons to Heart and Hustle, um, and as Adam Papa Giorgio notes, you know, yes, don't don't necessarily make that comparison because the Heart and Hustle team was far less talented than this one, uh, and what and and what they were able to pull off happened in a different NBA. But uh, honestly, a lot of the principles are the same. A lot of the things that this Magic team is doing is exactly what made that team such a surprise. Um and, and you know, we're only three games into this experiment. Like I told a lot of people, wait till the league gets tape. Um, the league doesn't have tape on this team yet. They don't have enough uh, tape to just understand tendencies. Um, they're facing a really good Utah Jazz team on Saturday. Um, and then following up with a very good Denver Nuggets team. As the joke's been going around, the Bulls are 0-3 since acquiring Nikola Vucevic. The Celtics are 0-2. Uh, the Nuggets haven't lost since they got Aaron Gordon. Um, so go figure. Um We'll, we'll, I don't know if we'll necessarily learn a lot about this team, but um, they got a tough challenge. They got a couple of tough challenges ahead of them in the big game against the Washington Wizards with standings implications on both sides of the standings um, coming up when they get home from, from this road trip. The bottom line is this. No matter how you feel, no matter what you think this Magic season needs to be at this point, the Magic are playing exactly how you want them to play. The Magic are doing exactly the things that they need to do. They're playing hard. They're getting after it defensively. And most importantly, when they take a punch, they give it right back. And that's the sign of both a healthy culture, um, as much as the Magic may hate that word, um, and a team that is bought in. And a team that is bought in, as fully as this team appears to be, is a very, very dangerous team. We'll run through that final box score for you real fast and talk a little bit about the Magic's new identity coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about a a new fantasy game that I've been playing around with a little bit here ever since since they uh, joined us on the show. Um, It's called Sport Trade. It's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. Um, This really does take fantasy to the next level. It's like Robinhood for fantasy sports. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. Finally, a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. Like, let's let's take an example here. Making money with sport trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors. One, their statistical performance in each game as compared to the projected fantasy points in that game. The more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, good old supply and demand. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. I'll give an example here. I... Sport Trade advertised with us last last week. I jumped in and said, "Okay, I'll check this out. This seems like seems like a little bit of fun." 
went in and of course being the magic fan that I am, I bought I looked up what Chumo Kiki was looking at. You know, I got some insider information. I'll I'll give this stock tip. Chumo Kiki was selling at 10 cents. So I waited to say, okay, let's let's see what happens after the game against Portland. Jumped up two cents to 12 cents. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm gonna jump in, let me let me buy a penny stock here on Chumo Kiki. Chumo Kiki has jumped from 12 cents to 15 cents. I haven't checked after this game. Obviously, didn't have the greatest game in the world here. Um, but his stat projections are still fairly low. And uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to make a pretty penny. Obviously, not a ton. I didn't put like $1,000 or anything in it. I did, but make a pretty penny on Chumo Kiki. And the funny thing was, actually, when I bought shares in Chumo Kiki, his stock, I didn't couldn't buy all the shares that I wanted at the same price because me buying it jumped the stock price again. The lesson is, Chumo Kiki's really good. Go buy him. Um, And and I say that with all self-interest involved. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie like Chumo Kiki with high upside, or grab the blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. You can still make some money on them. I I bought some Devin Booker, and I've I've actually been positive over the last week, so I'm going to figure out when the best time to sell that is. Instantly buy and sell as many shares in as many players as you like, just like the stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sporttrade.com, watch the How It Works video, get a little bit more information, and then sign up to get started. Sign up today at SportTrade and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sporttrade.com. Like we said, today's podcast is also brought to you by our pals at rockauto.com. It's a little chilly out here in Central Florida for some reason. We're, we're down to like the 60s, 50s maybe. I don't know. It gets into the 40s late at night for some reason. A little, little bit of a cold front coming in. Um, and not that you'd be walking around anyway because if it's not that cold, it's like 85, 90 degrees here in April. Got to love Florida weather. So your car is what gets you from point A to point B. And no matter whether it's cold or it's warm, you got to take care of your car. And if you're somebody that takes care of your car yourself, you need the right parts. And that's where rockauto.com comes in. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcast. Let's run through that final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic defeat the New Orleans Pelicans 115-110 to in overtime. Honestly, the most impressive thing, the Magic scored 115 points. Still not a great offensive outfit, not a great offensive team. They shoot just 42.5% from the floor. Only 5 for 25 from beyond the arc. I am curious. Maybe this is something I should have looked up before. How often this season has a team won a game making less than 10 threes, making just 5 or fewer threes? 
This is a weird, weird team. Uh, like like that heart and hustle team. I hate to keep making that comparison. It's a weird team with some weird statistical anomalies. Leading scorer, though, was Wendell Carter. 21 points, 12 rebounds, uh, two blocks, two assists, eight for 13 shooting, five for five from the foul line. Um, I... I, I, I am on record now. I think Wendell Carter should be starting um, in some capacity. Uh, Ken Birch left the game after five minutes with an ill with a, with a non-COVID-related illness, according to the team. There seems to be something going around. Michael Carter-Williams missed the game as well with an illness. Um, but Wendell Carter just does, a, you know, he's just playing with so much energy. I mean, you go back and look at his tape from the Bulls. He was not playing with this kind of energy. He seemed just very unsure of himself to feel, you know, uh, to some extent, you know, again, you know, I hate using this imagery, but just kind of shackled. Like there was, like there was a limit placed on him. Uh, and Steve Clifford has kind of opened him up a little bit and said, "Go, go, do your thing." Um, and Clifford has been very impressed with his defense, which obviously is a great way to endear yourself to a coach like Steve Clifford. Um, but again, you can't argue with the results. The Magic are just significantly better with Wendell Carter on the floor. He defends. He's able to block shots. He's able to block shots and get stay in position for rebounding. And right now, he's making shots. Um, he's getting some solid post work done. Um, had a couple of nice moves on Steven Adams, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, and, and is, uh, you know, a solid pick and roll guy. Um, you know, Terrence Ross found him a couple times on some really nice pocket passes right at the rim. Like, he's just got good sense of where to be and positioning, and he's continuing to gain chemistry with his teammates, which is, again, such a big deal, such a huge thing. Uh, for a young player like Wendell Carter, um, I, I really do like um, like how he's played. Um, obviously, he's played exceptionally well. Um, I really do like what he's done and, and and how he's begun to fit in with this team. Um, I think that obviously taking some humongous steps uh, on that front. Um, but overall, again, you you can't be upset with. With anything except for maybe his playing time, um, thirty fifty nine is probably about where you want him in the long run. Um, but Carter just Carter just continues to do a lot of really good things. The more the Magic play him, the better they're going to be. Um, this is a really impressive start to his Magic career in Wendell Carter. Um, we'll stay in the center position. Mo Bamba, eleven points, five rebounds, three blocks, five for nine shooting, one for two from the foul line. I'm oh, sorry, uh, that's three turnovers. Um, one block. Um, I. I think Bamba's playing better. Um, you know, we just, everyone talked about how Bamba just needed time on the floor to get comfortable, uh, and we're seeing that. Um, you know, he's playing. He played 16-58 in this game, maybe not as many minutes as people want. Um, essentially, Steve Clifford's strategy the last three games has been to try and split the center minutes down the middle. Um, he has essentially gave all of Ken Birch's minutes to Wendell Carter. Again, I'm not going to begrudge that decision. It's probably the right one. Um, but Mo is getting more comfortable. You're seeing his offense begin to flourish a little bit. His third straight game with at least 10 points. Um, he's doing good things. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to bring my criticism here in a little bit. But Bamba's doing good things. He's changing shots at the rim. He's really making himself a presence around the basket on offense, which is, I think, really a good step for him. Um, you don't want to see him just pop. You want to see him get get near the rim. And he's able to pick up some offensive rebounds with three offensive rebounds. So he's getting a couple putbacks. You know, he's doing the, he's doing the things that centers have to do to accumulate points. Um, putbacks, run the floor, you know, with his three-point shooting, trail trail plays for three-point shots, pick and rolls, stuff like that. Doesn't need a lot of plays run for him. He, he's playing with a lot more confidence uh, and freedom, um, which again, I think is a fair thing that happened was, you know, yes, he was playing behind the best team, best player on the team. When he screwed up, it's easy to just go back to Nikola Vucevic and, and fix everything immediately. Um, 
that option isn't there anymore. Bamba is actually an option the Magic have to use and have to rely on a little bit more now. Uh, and so he's he's rewarding that a little bit. Having said that, um, the rebounding is still an issue. Um, yes, he had a five offensive rebounds. Yes, he had a double-double in the game against the Clippers. But opposing big men are still moving him around way too much. Um, he's, you know, I, I know there's a lot made about him putting on weight and then taking some of it off. Um, a lot of it's just learning how to use that weight. Um, a lot of it's just kind of understanding what your physical presence means, I think, or, or something to that effect. Um, Bamba is still figuring it all out. Um, and, and again, you're playing against really good defensive centers. Um, you, you know, we played against Evita Zubas, played against Enes Kanter, played against uh, Yusuf Nurkic, played against Steven Adams. Those are guys that are tough rebounders. Not exactly the guys you want to be cutting your teeth against um, as you're getting comfortable on the floor. Bamba is struggling on the glass, and it is really tough to play centers who aren't good defensive rebounders. Um, Bamba's got to get better at that. Um, but I, I do see progress. I do see him making some signs and steps forward. Terrence Ross, 19 points, 8 for 21 shooting, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc, 5 assists, 2 steals. Um, the 5 assists to me is the big thing from Terrence Ross. He was really good at distributing the ball. Um, I think teams right now, until they get some tape and 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 other players on the Magic start to uh, start to play a little bit better and a little bit more comfortably, teams are going to still put a lot of focus and attention on Terrence Ross. They're doing a good job staying over him. Forcing him inside the three-point line, he's not as efficient as a mid-range jump shooter um, and certainly not as efficient off the dribble. That's something that he's tried to add to his game this year, um, that kind of little two-dribble pull-up or two-dribble layup uh, floater game. Um, Ross is still figuring it all out and, and doing that all, of course, after coming back from an injury he suffered um, right after the All-Star break. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's still Ross taking all that attention is a good thing. Um, and obviously, he hit the big shot that won the game for the Magic. Um, I, I think Ross is still coming around. I still think Ross is coming too. Um, the shooting percentages don't worry me so much. I would like to see more or better efficiency. Um, but, you know, Ross has kind of got the green light to shoot. That's always how it's been. I think that that's fine if that's always how it will be. I want to give a special mention to James Ennis. 13 points, 4 rebounds, 4 steals, 3 assists, 6 for 9 shooting. Um, we don't talk a lot about James Ennis. He's just kind of there. Um, he's a grinder. He's that, and that's his role. His role is not to be noticed on offense, essentially. Um, when he gets an open shot, make it. But his job is not to force things. Um, and 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 his job is to just kind of fill in gaps and and do whatever the team needs him to do. Defend, great. Make a three, great. Um, but Ennis is playing really well and has had a really good year when he's been healthy. Um, he's he's shooting the ball effectively. Made made his only three pointer in this game. Um, but he did a good job attacking the rim uh, in transition. Obviously, the four steals led the team uh, in a, on a night when they had 16 in total. Um, he did really good. He's doing really good things and doing really, really, um, and playing really, really well. And, and obviously, that's what you want to see from him. That's that's how he needs to play. That's how he needs to be. Um, Ennis played well. You know, Bacon, very much the same thing. 14 points, 5 for 13 shooting. You know, able to get into the paint a little bit, able to keep that offense a pace and, and keep it uh, coming along nicely. Um, and Jason Randall, 15 points, 5 for 16 shooting, 3 for 7 from beyond the arc, the only Magic player to hit multiple three-pointers, added six rebounds and three steals, gave the Magic some great minutes in this game, able to get into the paint a little bit, able to hit from the outside, which the Magic desperately needed in a game where they only made five three-pointers. Um, and then RJ Hampton, his speed is really standing out, eight points, four rebounds, three for six shooting. Uh, my big thing with RJ Hampton... Dude's, the dude is fast. He's got to slow down. And that's what young players, especially young speedy players, have to learn is how to control their speed. 
um, but really promising stuff from R.J. Hampton in his early run. Magic shoot 42.5% from the floor, just 5 for 25 from beyond the arc, 20 for 23 from the foul line. The Magic in the last three games have gotten to the foul line a little bit more, which is obviously a very good thing. Um, they get 12 offensive rebounds, just 10 turnovers in the game. The Pelicans playing with only eight players. So the Magic, again, catch a team, not healthy. So if you're concerned about the Magic winning too many games, they've, they've caught some teams on bad nights. Um, their, their, turn, their lottery standing hasn't been hurt yet. We'll see what happens after tonight. Um, the Pelicans shoot just 43.6%, another strong defensive game for the Magic. 12 for 29 from beyond the arc. Um, they t- turned the ball over 23 times, including 16 steals by the Orlando Magic. So the Magic very active defensively. And that's obviously the biggest key for this team, um, how active that defense has been. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about why that's quickly becoming the team's identity and why it's a throwback to when the Magic were very, very good coming up here in just a moment. But we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. We're coming to the end of the Built Bar Madness Tournament to determine the best flavor Built Bar offers. It has been a tough road. It's only getting tougher here as we get closer and closer to the finals. Today's matchup, as I loaded up here on the Twitterverse, um, today's matchup is a goodie but a toughie. Today's matchup is Coconut Brownie Chunk versus Cookie Dough Chunk. It is the championship game of Built Bar Madness. I've had Coconut Brownie Chunk. It is delicious. I want Cookie Dough Chunk. I am sure it is delicious. Good luck picking a winner. And you can do that at BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Bar underscore Built. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, but the NBA, the NCAA tournament, and the NHL are in full swing. And now MLB has even picked up again. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, they're your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get more analysis of the top prospects available in this year's NBA Draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credential draft experts. Follow the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. When the Orlando Magic made these acquisitions um, to, to just to ch- change the lineup and, and, and completely change the team, you know, Steve Clifford obviously... Ha- a coach that's very much about structure and consistency, all of a sudden had to put a team together on the fly. Had to find a new strategy, find a new way to play, as he would say it, on the fly. And he said in that initial press conference, which was Friday morning, which was last Friday morning, was, you know, the one thing we got to do first is figure out what we're good at and really press that advantage. Um, obviously, it being a Steve Clifford team, he focused on the team's defense. Um, and, and again, 
who's to argue with that? James Ennis, a good defender. Wendell Carter, known for his defense. Mo Bamba, known for his defense. Defense seemed like a good place to start. But the Magic did indeed have to figure out what they were good at, and good at quickly if they were going to succeed. If they're going to find an identity. And obviously the Magic gave up 96 points in their first two games defensively, um, even against New Orleans on, on Thursday. The Magic's worst defensive game since the trades, obviously. The Magic did a good job defensively. The Pelicans scored just 97.3 points per 100 possessions. Magic defense is doing just fine. But why? What has turned the Magic defense from something that was relatively pedestrian into a juggernaut? It's actually something that Steve Clifford has been focusing on intently for a while now. And it's seen in the Magic's season-high 16 steals. The Magic forced 22 turnovers in this game. The Pelicans' turnover rate was, if I can pull it up here, I don't have it up on their regular site, never mind. The Pelicans had 22 turnovers. Their turnover rate, there it is, was 21.2%. The Pelicans were turning the ball over on one of every five possessions. This is what the Magic have become truly good at. This is what the Magic's identity has become. They're not a great half-court offensive team. They don't have that guy that can break you down off the dribble. They have to execute at a high level to break down defenses. But what they can do now, with especially R.J. Hampton and his speed, with Michael Carter-Williams and his speed, what they can do now is they can get out and transition off of steals. And this is where the Magic have drastically improved over the last few games. Opponents turned the ball over this season against the Orlando Magic at a 13% turnover rate. So roughly 13% of possessions end on a turnover. That is 20th in the league. The Magic have been bottom 10 in this category all season long. However, since Sunday's game against the LA Lakers, since March 28th, the Magic's opponent turnover rate has jumped to 17.4%. From 13 to 17.4%. Since Sunday, small sample size alert should be blaring here, the Magic are third in the league in forcing turnovers. Third in the league in forcing turnovers at 17.4%. Steve Clifford has said one of the things that this Magic defense has struggled with all year has been this forcing turnover problem. Has been their ability to force turnovers. And indeed, if you go back and look at the last two seasons where the Magic were a top 10 defensive team, which they were, the Magic were among the better teams at forcing turnovers. Last year, the Magic were 12th in the league, forcing 14.7% turnover rate. So again, turnovers on 14.7% of their opponent possessions. During the 2019 season, the Magic were, I'm pulling up the stats here, were you know a little bit worse at 20, 21st, 13.1%. But during that run, during the big run to the to the playoffs that year, during that 22-9 and nine run, the Magic suddenly leapt. The, the Magic turnover rate actually decreased to 22nd, 12.6%. So it's not dispositive. It's not necessarily that they have to do this. But again, when the Magic were at their best, they were forcing turnovers, getting easy baskets in transition before the defense could get set. That's how you set up Terrence Ross. That's how you set up Nikola Vucevic trailing. That's how you set up a lot of things. Getting fast break points, picking up the pace, starts with your defense. And that's been a key for the Magic since these trades. Figure out what you're good at and press that advantage. The Magic so far are good at forcing turnovers. The Magic so far have been good 
at getting those turnovers and turning them into fast break opportunities. Let's take a look at that at those numbers since the trades. Since the trades, or for the season, let's start there. For the season, the Magic rank... I'm pulling up the stats here as we as we look because I'm not prepared. The Magic ranked 27th in the league in, for the season with 9.9 fast break points. Again, a product of their few turn the few turnovers they get. But since Sunday, again, three games, small sample size alerts are blaring. The Magic are fourth at 15.3 fast break points per game. Find something you're good at and press that advantage. The Magic have done that. The Magic have found something to latch onto to become their identity. Why is this team all of a sudden so much fun to watch? They get after you defensively. They force turnovers with ball pressure. They get out and transition and score. It's Entertaining basketball is not that difficult. And when you're a young team, you have to find, and you're in your young team that, that doesn't have the talent necessarily or the developed talent, you have to find little gaps to score. That's what the Magic are doing now. They found these gaps. They found this ability to get points with ease. And that's why the Magic are finding some success. Whether this will last, who's to say? Who knows? But the Magic have begun to form an identity with this new team. Everyone is bought in to what they're doing. And of course, maybe this is what the Magic needed to look like all along, even with those previous players. The Magic again defeat the New Orleans Pelicans 115-110. to That's going to do it for us today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in, Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr_md. underscore And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I will be hosting a locker room chatting about the Orlando Magic this week at 3.30 p.m. today, Friday at 3.30. So be sure to download the Locker Room app. Follow me on there at P. Rossman Reich so you'll get notified when I open the room up. We'll be going at about 3.30, hoping to go for about an hour. So I'm happy to, I'm looking forward to answering your questions and seeing what y'all have to say after a crazy week of Magic basketball. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank y'all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Prosper Mike. We'll see y'all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Today's podcast was brought to you by our pals at Sport Trade. Sport Trade is where fantasy sports meets the stock market, takes fantasy to the next level, and their platform their pl- by allowing you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players just like real stocks. Making money with Sport Trade is simple as player values rise and fall based on two factors: their statistical performance in each game as compared to their projected fantasy points in that game, and the supply and demand whether players are buying whether other players are buying and selling that stock. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock like Chumo Kiki. He's like at 23 cents right now with huge upside or grab the blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you like, just like the stock market, and watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sporttrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up to get started. 
This uh, Sign up today at SportsTrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at SportsTrade.com. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 